What's up, listeners? On this week's episode, Coin and I take the final 16 World Cup teams and pick their bracket based on each country's national dish. We'll talk some Week 13 NFL, followed by the most fadable picks out there with The Bookie Show. Lastly, Stumptown, and then we out. Let's do it. That, ladies and gents, ooh, is a bubble in my throat, and is the sound of a couple crisp beers being cracked, and this is the sound of your favorite podcast, The Ricky Show. The Ricky Show! You were doing the, the face of that, like, really long-faced guy that's like, I trade you this. Yeah, that's a good, those are, those are good. Uh, uh, welcome back, everybody, to The Ricky Show. I am one of your hosts, Travis Knoll. Joining me, as per usual, Mr. 503. A.K.A. Mellow Himble, Elvis <laughs> Coin, uh, what up, Coin? He can't croon, but he can eat. It's Fats Domino, a what up, Noel. Wow, you found a way to offend me like three times <laughs> in one joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with it. Fats Domino. That's kind of a nice name. That's not bad. Nice ring to it. I, yeah. I looked that up today and. Uh, Fats Domino was his actual last name. Fun fact. But Fats was not his actual first name. No, 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 no. It's like Antoine something Domino. He was like Junior. a jazz jazz guy. Yeah, jazz. Okay. Yeah. Uh, jazz. I will have you know, the one mm. and only Coltan Pippinich did reach out to me, and he did in fact pick up on Cleft the Boy Coin Wonder. Mm-hmm. Before I explained fairly, I'm not surprised at that so, at all. I don't think as long as it hits with one person, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Volume shooting. It's that's right. what it's about here. Uh, Coin, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Good. Fun week. It uh, it kind of snowed. Weather update snowed Whoa. a little bit here. We yeah, nothing stuck, which is great. It is 70 uh, degrees in Nashville, so. Oh my god, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, except for as like golf weather. Yeah. Mm. Um. Coin, what are you drinking this evening? No, I, uh, I regret to inform you. I've kind of let the listeners down this week. Ah. I've, uh, I've just got a pub beer here. Ah. Just a nice white canned pub beer. Talked about in the past about how Ten Barrel doesn't really do too much with their, right. with their cans. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, off my game, getting to the beers. I keep meaning to stop by. There's a brewery like three blocks away from my house, but it's not open Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, so I need to plan to go and get beers for the weekend in preparation. And then not drink beer. them all before. Right, yeah, right. Before Monday or Tuesday. Which okay. is a tall task, you know what I mean? How's that pub beer sitting with you? I gotta say, it's delicious. Mm. Light beer, like, having a light beer every now and again is yeah. just, it's my second one. I had one right after work while I was prepping for the pod, and I was like, this is wonderful. She's not feeling at all. Just crisp, cold boy going down. That's great. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Mm. What do you have for me, Noel? Ah, coin. Thought you'd never ask. I have for you from Wiseacre Brewing out of Memphis, Tennessee. This one is called the Tiny Bomb. Uh, oh. American Pilsner. It is, uh, let's see, what else do I have to say? It's, the, the design's kind of nice. It's got uh, some patterns, some wavy lines, and there's a little, a little bomb there with a star on the fuse. I like it. And it says Tiny Bomb and some cool... Um, lettering. It's not a label, so it's a nice can. So I'd give it a solid, you know, B plus. It's a pretty, pretty solid it's can. It's a good can. The, I like it. The beer? Mm. It's 
a pilsner. So again, kind of nice and refreshing. We're not going with the mm. the poppy mm. IPAs tonight. So it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiny bomb kind of makes me think of. Uh, so I have a Dutch oven. We've been cooking in a lot lately, mm. making a lot of soup. Soup season, okay. as the as the cookers know here. Um, and I realized that uh, Pilo's wife Ashley has the same Dutch oven, and she named hers. She was like, "Oh, have you named yours yet?" And I was shocked that I hadn't because I. Of an affinity for just naming everything in my house. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were going through what we could possibly name it. And I was thinking of like either Fat Man or Little Boy for um, the bombs, you know, that we dropped on Japan. Because there was an instance where when I got it, it was a Christmas gift. And I tried to put it in my carry-on uh, and take it through the airport. Mm. And she was like, you can't take cast iron through this. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? I was like, I don't know. I didn't know that that was a thing. So I got stopped at TSA. And I had to turn back. And we were only like probably 30 minutes or 15 minutes before boarding at this point. So I had to go back, take it out. And I just, my mom had left already after dropping us off at the airport in Bozeman. So I was looking and there was a tree there. And so I just like kind of go by this tree and then shove the the package behind the tree. And there's some people sitting there and there's guys like, is that a bomb? Like, are you going to, is this going to blow up? And I was like, I guess you'll find out. And I just walked away. <laughs> Uh, but she ended up picking it up and then bringing it to me, which was super cool. But I, so I ended up naming it George for George W. Bush after the 9-11 because TSA became a thing right after that. So. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. Yeah, thank I, you. Uh, yeah, you could definitely get arrested for doing that, I think. Yeah, no, no doubt. It could have sure. detained you, definitely. Yeah, uh-huh, 100%. Like, people are supposed to report suspicious activity, but... Yeah. Okay. Good. They were really chill about it. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that you got mm-hmm. George back <laughs> uh what other beers you got for me coin uh pretty chill weekend honestly noel over here in p-town uh after after getting back from vegas we need a little reset so we uh friday night went and got some za had a couple beers there and then we went and watched the menu i don't know if you've seen any of the uh advertisements for that it's the new it's anya taylor joy with her freaky eyes and uh rafe fines who is voldemort Mm. Is that in theaters? Yes, okay. it is. It is. Um, it's the one where. Yeah, I know what it is. Y- have you seen it? Okay, so they're like a bunch of cooks, kind of getting ready to serve, reach people in the menu. Looks like there's something nefarious going on. I thought it was going to be a lot better, to be honest. Mm. I was kind of bummed out. I thought it was going to be one of those um, horror thrillers where they turn on them and then it's basically a human hunt, like a most dangerous game kind of thing. And it wasn't enough of that. I wanted more. Mm. Sorry to hear that. The menu left left you wanting more. Yeah. I didn't fill up, as they say. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Noel? What about some uh, beers from the coin? weekend? Well, I did turn 30 uh, the day after we potted, I believe. And mm. uh, to celebrate, I had dinner by myself at a bar. Um, cool. So it was a good birthday. <laughs> now, Katie flew in like late that night, so I was just kind of waiting for her to get in. So, yeah, that was actually true. I did have dinner by myself on my 30th <laughs> did birthday. Did you tell them it was your birthday? <laughs> well, now that you say that, I probably should have, so I could have at least gotten something for free. So free be, dessert? That's, like, That'd too sad amazing. to do. Yeah. <laughs> like the, uh, it's my birthday. Who is, is that Quinn's, uh, their fantasy group, their punishment that one year was you have to go to Applebee's alone, no phone, and tell them it's your birthday? <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but Katie did take me out to dinner the next day for my birthday. I granted that morning I woke up feeling really sick. I felt so terrible and I had a horrible cough. I'm kind of just getting over that. Um, but I didn't really drink cause I 
we had some plans on Saturday, and I didn't want to do anything, so no booze on Friday. But then on Saturday, we rented a car, and we drove to Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, southern Kentucky, and it, it is the longest cave in the world. Ah. You want to guess how many miles of cave that are connected there at Mammoth Cave? Um, 12. I like your guess. I appreciate you going low. 426 miles of cave is connected. That's hecka. That's uh, hecka cave. It's pretty fucking sweet. You just walk down in there and you and you go down and you're like squeezing through certain tunnels and stuff. And then at one point they, it's all lit obviously and it's lit. And they, uh, they turn the lights off and it is like the dark, obviously, but darker than you've ever experienced. Like you've never experienced darkness. Like true blackness. Until you're yeah. actually, yeah, in a cave. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's one of those things where they talk about, like, there's dark, and then there is, like, the pure absence of light. Yeah. Just nothing. Absolute darkness. So that was neat. But then Saturday night, we did go to a party with my coworkers in, down here in Nashville. It was a dinner party slash gingerbread house decorating contest slash hot cocoa bar with Bailey's slash hot apple cider with fireball all wear, while wearing Christmas pajamas party. Oh, I'm into yeah. this. I'm into this. Yeah, but it but it, it was it was pretty adult. Nobody got too drunk, partially because I was sick and I didn't want to get fucked up. But um, it was a good time. It was a nice time. Got yeah. to, it was the first time really, really mingling with my coworkers out of work. Besides like happy hours after work, so that was okay. nice. And Katie got to meet him. So yeah, it's a nice little weekend. There you go. Love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. Did I you get anything good for your birthday? Did you get any good gifts? Um, the only gift I've received thus far is Katie got me tickets to see a show in Chicago, this Broadway mm. show, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh, I've seen the movie. It's pretty good. If Who's you the, like, is if the you movie? Like is, it's not Eisenberg, right? Who is it? No, it's a guy it's that looks, guy that like, looks him. like him. It's a nerdy right? guy. He's from yeah. like Pitch Perfect. Uh, I don't know what else he's in. He's not like a very recognizable guy. Let me see. It's me uh, see. I gotta look it's basically a high school kid uh, who gets wrapped up in this other kid that commits suicide, and he's like pretending to be his friend. So mm. yeah, it's real. It's real. Uh, real sad. That's right. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay, I remember. But that. it's a Broadway show, so we're gonna go see it. Okay. Hell yeah. You, you know, I'm the musical guy, so I know, I know. Right up my. You talk about it all the time. Oh, I talk about it too much, probably. Yeah. I won't shut definitely. up. Definitely. Yeah. No. Okay, I guess that's going to do it for our beers. Beers. Okay, Coin, I don't know if you are aware of this, but the World Cup of Soccer is going on right now. Gaffaw. I did see a video recently about how soccer, the term soccer actually came from Britain. Oh, really? Like it was like. I did not know that. Some slang term, like. The kids in England used to just like take the first syllable of words and add er to it. So, like, I don't know. I wonder what know. other bad things came out of that. Yeah, but sock was like, I don't know what they used to call football, sock, and it went to soccer. And then Americans adopted the British term. So, anyway, a little fun fact that Americans didn't invent the term soccer. Any Hoosiers, mm-hmm. the, how many teams are left now? Like 10? Something like eight. that. It eight is down to left. eight for sure. Like yeah. it's all those games have been played. Yeah, Portugal just beat the shit out of Switzerland today. It's oh, like good. six to one. Okay. 
So there's eight teams left, but uh, at one point there were 16. Mm-hmm. And those 16 teams, we took that bracket, and Coin's idea was to take the matchups and kind of create the bracket of foods from those countries. Shouts, Quinn Mahoney. This is a Quinn Mahoney. Oh, I didn't know it was a Quinn idea. I apologize. Shouts, Mm -hmm. listener of the pod, Quinn Mahoney. I was Um, struggling for some inspiration today, and so I reached out, and he sent me back probably 15 straight texts of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate that. uh, We've both been busier probably than we've been, I feel like. And yeah, it's, definitely. It's so just so you guys know, these ideas, sometimes sometimes they are thought of like immediately before we start preparing for the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but we're still mm-hmm. going to make it good, don't you? Yeah, worry? we're giving you content. We're, we're, we're trying hard. It doesn't make me put in any less effort. No, I'm just, no. you know. And we all know you really just come here to uh, bet our picks. Exactly. So, God, I hope you guys are fading. I know that uh, Pip reached out this week and said he faded my picks from this week and he made money. <laughs> I wish we could hear of somebody who got rich off fading our picks. From this oh point. my god, you'd have so much money. Okay, so without further ado, uh, so I took the left side of the bracket. I don't know if the right and left side meant anything. just happened to nope. be how it was set up. Okay, so I'll just say my matchups are Netherlands versus USA, Argentina versus Australia, England versus Senegal, and France versus Poland. Mm-hmm. Who, do you, who do you got? I got Japan versus Croatia. Brazil versus Korea, uh, Morocco versus Spain, and Portugal versus Switzerland. Okay, so I suppose we'll just uh, alternate the matchups here. Um, Let's do it. Me first or you? Uh, go for it. Okay, Netherlands versus the USA. As most of you know, we, we did not fare well in the soccer game, but perhaps better in the food matchup. So Hopefully. The Netherlands, their national dish is something called Stampot. I believe it's called. Oh. Maybe it's Stampo. I'm not sure. Uh, or Hutspot is another name for it. It is a hearty dish made of mashed potatoes, vegetables, and smoked sausages. Kind of mixed mm. into a thing. It sounds kind of A lot of, of sausages in Europe, yeah. Yeah, they just like sausages and mush, basically, is what, is it what Europe likes to do. Yeah, European food, really lacking. Yeah, in, so, in some cases, in some cases. Yeah. Uh, sounds like they like pancakes a lot. Uh, the mm-hmm. Stroopwafel. Like what you oh, get yeah. on the planes. Stroopwafels, bang. Those, came, those, those are from the Dutch fuck. people. Um, yeah. Holland is in the Netherlands, but Hollandaise sauce. Not from, not from, not from the Netherlands. Netherlands. No. And then I'm also going to go ahead and give them Dutch Bros coffee. Oh, you gave all of them. I didn't know you get all these foods. I was just giving one dish per country. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I was mainly judging it on the food of the country in general, but uh, with, oh, with a main like focus on the, on the national dish, I suppose. Okay, okay, okay. But I, I bend the rules as much as I could. Um, USA, as most of you know, I'll start with the three things that America has given to the world. Chinese food, pizza, chimichangas. Mexico. (laughs) Mexico. (laughs) No, national dish, we don't really have one. Many consider it to be the cheeseburger. I would say burger. I would say burger. Others say apple pie. I also read that brownies, some people think, are American. That's ridiculous. That's really stupid. Um... Just a quick list of items that they also listed that are definitely American. Biscuits and gravy, mac and cheese, PB&Js, popcorn, s'mores, buffalo wings, BLTs, chocolate chip cookies, Philly steak, and Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. So like Thanksgiving dinner up against every other country in the world would be fucking incredible. They're like, wait, wait, wait. You get all of that? They're like, yes. Yeah, we do. That's a, you could argue that's a national dish. Like You can oh, make yeah, the case. For, for sure. sure. Um, no, but I'll go with cheeseburgers. So, 
so we got cheeseburger versus stamp pot, which is basically mashed potatoes and sausage and shit. Netherlands, they're fading into the black. We're going USA, baby. Moving on. Let's go. Let's go. What did we lose? 3-1? Yeah. Take that. Netherlands I was, will never recover I was, from this. I was down in the cave for the entirety of that game, so I, I didn't see any. Mm. Mm. I'm a big uh, Netherlands is always my team when I play when mm. I play FIFA, which is far and few between because I kind of fucking suck at it, and I try to avoid things that I suck at. Weren't they in the final, like... A couple of cups ago? Mm, I think so. I want to say Sounds two right. cups ago. Maybe three cups ago. Possibly. When we were in like middle school. Oh, anyway. Yeah. What are you, the king of counting cups? Um, I got, in my first matchup, yeah. Japan versus Croatia here. Okay. Um, national dish of Japan. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I'm going sushi for their food. Good. Yeah, do that. That's what I Yeah, I don't too. know why would I choose anything else. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so sushi, I don't, I don't know how you can can't like sushi here. You go, you got all kinds. You got California rolls if you're new here, sure. Spicy salmon if you like a mainstay with a little kick. Some spider rolls, uh, the one with all the crazy shit on top, an extra crab and scallops. Fuck yeah, it's all. Yeah, those are all real authentic Japanese sushi. Yeah, yeah. I love the, na- that the national dish of, J- dish of Japan, California roll. <laughs> American sushi. <laughs> uh, and then you got, like, I guess you can have nigiri and sashimi, too. How do you yeah. feel about nigiri and sashimi? I like it. I like just the, I, I like to have the, the rice underneath it. That's the difference, right? Which yeah. one's which? Mm-hmm. Nigiri is the one with, like, just the fish laid over okay. the top of the rice. I'm into it. I'll go with that. Throw a little soy sauce on there. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, uh, I think we've talked about it on here. I'm kind of newer to the sushi game. I'm not a huge fan of seafood in general, mm-hmm. um, fish, whatever. I didn't really grow up eating it at all. But I've come around, and one time I didn't know what sashimi was, and I ordered it. I fucking loved it. Yeah. It was fantastic. Just some thinly sliced sl- right. salmon or whatever it was, go, tuna maybe. Yeah, I go tuna really is, is my top choice. I go tuna over salmon. Yeah, I think it was tuna. You're right. Um, so that's going up against Croatia. Mm. I've got... I didn't go with a national dish here either. I think their national dish was some kind of potato-based thing. Okay. And I instead went with the Skradinsky risotto, which is a risotto dish. And I mm. like risotto a lot. Same uh, And it's made with veal, ham, onion, chicken stock, and then a little prosciutto, prosciutto for some added flavor there. Um, and that's kind of melded together. You kind of, you cook the, um, the veal and the ham for a really long time. This takes like 11 to 12 hours to make. And you cook the veal and the ham for a really long time and kind of just let it really break down and emulsify inside the risotto. It looks kind of flames. Um, that being said, I don't know if it's enough to top sushi in this first round, so I'm going to give the edge to sushi here. Uh, fair enough. I did work with a guy from Croatia on my last job. His name was Omar, and he was a baller. And he was telling me about living in Croatia and sending me pictures, by the way. It's fucking gorgeous. Like the... Mm-hmm. What is it? The... What sea is that? Mediterranean Sea or no? Adriatic. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And he was just yeah. talking about how like the town they just move at their own pace. Like he's got this apartment that he bought that he's been remodeling for like twenty years because like he'll just show up and like fix one thing and then like whatever and people just kind of work or maybe they don't and then they go <laughs> and then they have this like big summer celebration where everybody drinks till like five in the morning every night and like. Sounds like a pretty sweet place. Might have to go to Croatia. Yeah, all of those, uh, the Scandinavian, the Nordic countries, kind of, and I guess that's like Baltic. Yeah, that's Adriatic. like a little farther down there. That's yeah. a little further east. That's yeah. like Italy, Greece, that kind of area, right? 
Uh, oh, that's right. Croatia's like, a little hook in like the yes, you're it's like totally Italy, right. and then Croatia's across the Adriatic from Italy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Croatia is kind of one of the places I've been thinking about. Anyway, Croatia. shouts Croatia, but sushi moves on. So we got Sorry, sushi and cheese. Your food sucks. <laughs> All right, next we got Argentina versus Australia. So Argentina, the national this is dish is called asados, which is basically a variety of barbecued meat that's grilled on a perillo, which is a big mm-hmm. grill, Argentinian grill. It's packed mm-hmm. with steaks, ribs, chorizo, sweetbread, chitterlings, which I believe... Ooh, I've heard of chitterlings. ...are called chitlins by uh, other people, um, and blood sausage, which always sounds gross, but I've heard of blood sausage. Uh, I've heard of blood sausage. Argentina also has empanadas, which are pretty bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, chimichurri is like the sauce that they put. Oh, I fucks heavy with chimichurri. Pretty, pretty bomb as well. There is a restaurant in Chicago called El Che that Katie have been, and I have been to twice now. It's this Argentinian steakhouse. It's fucking good. You, you, yeah, that South American beef is no fucking joke. I think it's like 35 bucks, and you get this giant steak and all these veggies and stuff like that. and It's uh, really good. Um, Australia, the national dish, as far as I can tell, is a meat pie. And yeah, it looks gross. Out. It does not look good. Like, this is yeah. coming from a guy who stands chicken pot pies. That, that's not what this is. It's like no, no, beef, no, 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 no. and they put, like, tomato sauce on top of it, and it looks disgusting. Um, also mentioned on the internet was roasted lamb would potentially be a national mm-hmm. dish, which could be good. Uh, of course, the Vegemite sandwich um, is up. Have you had Vegemite? Yeah, also gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> Vegemite bad. is so bad. It's not good. Doesn't have a good taste. There were also websites that claimed the the most popular dish in Australia is chicken parmigiana. Ah, I'm like, I don't know if I'm willing right. to give that one to him. I'm not. It's Italian. <laughs> it, it's like it was like it has some Italian roots. I'm like, what? It's extremely Italy. <laughs> um, this uh, chicken parmesan's got some Italian roots. Mm, I don't know. Good day, mate. Uh, they also do eat kangaroo. Kangaroo are kind of like their deer down there. Is it so. like gator? Have you had gator before? No, I've not had gator. Really chewy. I don't know why chewy. I would have had gator. I've had gator a couple times at like um, state fairs. Mm. It's really chewy and I always seem to have it when I'm hungover. And there's nothing worse than like chewing just like on a piece of kind of chicken tasting like really gamey piece of meat when you're hungover. It's made me almost throw up like twice. I have to imagine alligator is chewier than kangaroo. but Extremely <laughs> chewy. Really? I don't know. Uh, kangaroo is pretty fibrous. Yeah. No? Could be. Anyway, yeah. meat pie. Uh, also, you can polish it down with a case of VB. VB? Dress up like a fucking koala. You can't. Stryade. Stryade. Where's that video? Why can't we find it? What do you mean? I just watched it right before I, I played it. Did this. you? It's on YouTube. I feel like Type I've in Stryade. That's the first one that comes I've up. I've done that 40 times. I feel like this has happened recently with other videos being off the internet. There was a problem for like it went multiple away? years. Yeah, we're... Um, do you remember the Tosh video with the My Mom is Dad guy? Mm-hmm. That was completely gone for like years and years, and I couldn't find it, and I just found it like six months ago. I was just thinking about that video this weekend because I was really sweaty when I woke up, and I was thinking I was covered in slot. Slot. <laughs> um, that said, Australia going down easily. Nah, Elche, easy. big-ass steak and veggies on the grill. Argentina moving on. Great pick. Yeah, Argentina moving on doesn't surprise me at all. I think the Australians knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, all right, next up we have Brazil versus Korea. Actually, a really intriguing matchup. That is uh, very intriguing. 
The national dish of Brazil is the feijoada. It is a black bean stew that is brewed with a variety of salted and smoked pork and beef products uh, from carne seca to smoke, smoked pork spare ribs. And it comes with some beans, like maybe a little bit of rice. Um, looks like mango and some kind of just greens and rice on the side too. Um, but I'm actually going here with a more unique experience, and that is fogo de chow. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sort of kidding. I actually am going to go with churrasca, though, which is the kind of what fogo de chow serves, which is just prime cuts of meat uh, skewered and grilled, and they serve to you in that way. It's very mm. tasty. Yes. Uh, preferably with a little placard that you get to flip over and tell them when to bring you meat or not. Um, and then you just want to scream and yell across a bar about how unique the experience is and make one of your friends feel really bad. So bad that he leaves your Airbnb and goes and stays at home with his wife. Um, <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt's going against Korea. National dish of Korea is actually just kimchi. And so I didn't feel right serving that up as just like a national dish. Like kimchi is good. Nikki actually snacks on kimchi sometimes. She has this weird obsession with pickled things in general. There's like, at any time, there are nine different jars of pickled things in our fridge. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of eats them. Okay. Just stand in front of the fridge and eat them. I can see it. Uh, but I am going to go with bibimbap. Mm-hmm. Uh, bibimbap is like a rice bowl with sliced meats, sometimes like soaked in a bulgogi sauce. Um, veggies, kimchi in there. You got a fried egg and then some gochujang. Do you like gochujang? I'm not sure. Gochujang is like a spicy... Uh, peppery kind of sauce, I'm sure like red I usually, maybe with a little bit of kimchi mixed in. Yeah, I'm very, sure very good. Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one. Hard to go against. Just like you know, some really prime meats yeah. getting done. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the nod to Korea here with the bibimbap. Bibimbap's good. Korea. Have you, ha- have you had it? Korean barbecue is bomb as hell. Um, yeah, Korean barbecue. I actually have never been. I've been meaning to do it for years and years and haven't done it. We there's um, I have thoughts on both of these. Brazil. As noted, that was my wedding meal, and uh, they did have a form of that beans. It wasn't really the stew, but there was like a black bean with like some spare rib shit in it that was on one of the sides, and then they served the meat. So Brazilian, uh, yeah, Brazilian steakhouse stuff, bomb. Korean barbecue, there's a lot of like Korean barbecue like fusion places, and I know that's not authentic, but like you get like Korean barbecue tacos and stuff like that. There's a place right by Katie's work that's so good, so... I do appreciate uh, Korea moving on. Yeah. Um, next? next, England versus Senegal. Maybe the worst matchup in the, in the tournament. Oh, is it? I was wondering food if matchup. Senegal would actually have really good food. Okay. Uh, not that what I could tell, but we'll see. England, uh, national dish, I had a lot of conflicting reports. They said roast beef. They said Yorkshire pudding, fish and chips, bangers and mash. And also, kind of on the same note as my last matchup, chicken tikka masala. They tried to say was <laughs> England's national dish. So. Get the fuck out! Of yeah, here. get the fuck out. I guess there, it probably is. I think I actually saw that tikka masala was invented in England because I had it the other week. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's. It. I'm not going to give it to him though. That's fair. Um, do you know what Yorkshire pudding is? Um, I don't. Is that like black pudding? It is not pudding like, at all. They're tiny little like puff puffy bread pieces. Oh, right, 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 right. I had no idea. I looked up Yorkshire pudding. It's not pudding, so very confusing. Um, shepherd's pie is another food that just, you, you're in, 
I love Maybe I've pie. only had bad shepherd's pie because I'm kind of oh, out on man. it. Seems like something shepherd's I should like. Shepherd's pie is good. Just a bun- like a mush of a bunch of stuff. But Yeah. Um, yeah, you should like it. They have weird combos, like the full English English brec- breakfast, which is like basically a breakfast with beans, baked beans mixed so in. So weird. What What is that about? That's where the, the, they do the blood sausage or the yep, um, yep. black sausage or yep. whatever it's called. And then they have like kidney pie. I feel like England has bad food. That said, Definitely. I'm going with fish and chips as the national dish. And I fuck with fish and chips, so. Um, Senegal, their national dish, dish is spelled like Thieboudin, but apparently it's, it's probably pronounced French. Chiboudin is how it's pronounced. Apparently. Oh, okay. It is a specialty dish made up of fish and rice. That's, that's about all I could find. It's basically like a fish okay. and rice stew, which doesn't sound really that good to me. And nothing no. else I could find from Senegal looked all that good. So... Shouts to Biago, but uh, your food scene looks weak, so fish and chips survive in advance. Biago do you. All right. I can't, I can't hate on it. That's a tough matchup. Uh, one of those ones where you just kind of sneak through just based on, you know, yeah. quality of play. Right. All right. Next up, I'm going Morocco versus Spain. Uh, Morocco's national dish. Couscous. Mm. Food so nice, they named it twice. How about that? Uh, they got a few other ones, some fish, a lot of fish dishes here, you know, kind of being in that area, that North African area where you're just right along the, um, the canals there and stuff. They do a lot of fishing in that area. Um, it's like a semi-chewy. Have you had couscous? I think so. It's like the little, little balls, right? They're... Yeah. It's like a little like yeah, chewy almost like wheat a pasta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There's like another kind of pasta that's, um, what's the other one? It's You're thinking of the little ones that look like rice, almost? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is called? called... We just made it, like, a few weeks ago. Um, it's not really that much like couscous, but I know what you're talking about. No, Couscous is, like, not. a lot smaller, right? They're, like, little, little beady things. Yeah, but this Pasta is kind of... Pasta that looks like rice. I'm gonna Orzo. Talk. Yeah, that's Orzo. it. That's it. Orzo. Yeah. It's yeah, you're right. It's not really like orzo. Orzo is a little like less chewy than uh, couscous. But uh, so the couscous, it's like a semi-chewy wheat pasta, usually served with like meats and veggies. I'm not a huge fan of couscous. I feel like it's always been a weird texture for me, and I'm a big texture eater. Um, but I can appreciate it being their national dish. <laughs> and then Spain, uh, a lot of dishes choose from here. Uh, patatas bravas. It's like um, you know, potatoes sliced up grilled differently some spices in there not a huge spice place and not so hot for spicy food there but tatas bravas are good uh gazpacho soup you're expecting it at room temperature or expecting cold but it comes out at room temperature and it burns your mouth um and then but their national dish of course is paella uh and i will be going with paella de marisco probably the most famous surf and turf in the world and of course seasoned with the most expensive spice in the world saffron and uh, I'll go with, it's like a seared chorizo, seared chicken thighs, and then shrimp, and then topped with clams. Yeah. Paella is good. There's a place in Chicago that's, uh, gosh, I want to say it's like Korean-Spanish fusion, and it's like a <laughs> Asian paella, and it's fucking delicious. Um, 
Yeah, this is just bringing... All I can do is think about meals I've had. And start, my mouth just starts watering. So, That's wait, fine. did you pick I'm a winner? Or am I, are you giving I, my thoughts I first? think it's okay. going to be a pretty clear paella. Paella is taking the cake here. It's not going to be close. Okay. Yeah. It's gotta this be. is a 5-1 win. And Spain just lost in... Oh, yeah, in real life, right? They lost in Morocco, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's wait. Are we we're gonna do the, our whole bracket? Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, so you have, you have one more left, anyways, right? I do. Oh, I must have skipped one. No, I don't. I did four. You have fr- France and Poland. What the fuck? Oh yeah, where'd it go? I'm sorry. Here it is. My notes were all fucked up. France <laughs> versus Poland. Ah. France. Probably a front runner in the food, in the country food industry. Um, their national dish is called potofu. Mm-hmm. Potofu. Which is essentially, again, a hearty beef stew. Like, come on, really? That's what we want to go yeah. with? Yeah. Um, but don't be fooled. French, like all of the French words that we use in cooking, or sorry, all the words we use in cooking are French and all the fancy things. Crepes, souffles, quiche, hollandaise, bernays, uh, French onion soup, steak frites. Uh, you know, half the words we have on menus are French. Um, French fries are from France, apparently. Belgium. Belgium. Uh, oh, okay. I read that maybe they were from France, but... So nope. they're not. French toast, definitely not from France. Nope. Um, and I just love them really thin pancakes. I love... Really thin pancakes? Clips. Um, but that said, national dish, what the fuck? Hearty beef stew doesn't get my juices flowing all that much. Poland. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus. Poland. National dish is called, <laughs> it's spelled S-C-H-A-B-O-W-Y. So it sounds like y- Shaboy. Shaboy? It's Shaboy. It's Shaboy. Um, I assume you went with pierogi here, right? Well, hold on. I, could you let me finish? Could you no. let me finish? Just I wanted going. to show off my knowledge of Polish people. Dang it. My is going with pierogi. A shaboy is kind of a pork chop, traditionally coated in egg and breadcrumbs, fried in hot oils with onion, served with beetroot or sauerkraut and mashed potatoes. Sounds oh. pretty fucking good. Kind of sounds like a PCJ type of situation. It, a little bit. A little bit. I'd like to try a shaboy. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, pierogies I did, I did have down as the actual best food of Poland. Um, is that pierogi sh- little... We had a little pierogi trailer in Helena that was pretty bad. Was it, were those pierogies? What were those? Pasties. You're right. Similar. Similar. Pasties are like Irish. Okay. Yeah. Polish, Irish. It's a similar dish, though. Pierogies. But like Butte has good pierogies or something, right? I have pasties. Where do you get pierogies? I don't know. I mean, I've just been thinking of pasties the whole time. <laughs> That's right. I do love pasties. Um, I did notice a couple other things. They have these things called pizzy, P-Y-Z-Y, pizzy. Mm-hmm. They are large oval dumplings with meat and cheese inside, and they look pretty Ooh. bomb as well. Anything with dumpling is just dumpling. great. Also, on the list of Polish food, I saw a big cart full of jelly-filled donuts that looked really fucking good. Mm. So, French restaurants, I always see on, like, uh, Yelp and stuff, and I never go. I just feel like, here's my analogy for French food, is, like, the French are, like, the songwriter, but they're not really the rock star, you know? 
It's a great way to put it. So I'm going with Poland in an upset over France. Love it. Yeah. Any chance to slight the French on this podcast, I'm all about it. Hate their fucking accents <laughs> when they come to America. Just a brutal people, you know what I mean? We? No, we are not French. We are not French. Okay, you got one more? Yep, I got one more Good. here. I actually really like this matchup. I, I'm going to need some input from you, I think. Okay. All right. All right, we've got Portugal mm-hmm. versus Switzerland. Mm. All right, so Portugal, their national dish. I mean, obviously kind of like the little brother of Spain here. We're just like hanging off, off, the, off that little left side right there. Sure. Um, their national dish is bacalao. Bacalao? Bacalao. Let's go with that. It's a dried salted cod, which sounds... Horrible to me. It's like uh, cod so, jerky. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so what I went with is caldo verde. So there's actually a lot of soups in Portugal. It's a very soup-heavy country. Uh, so I found the best-looking one. It's a simple soup, but it has this beautiful green hue. Uh, very hearty, very cheap. Just five ingredients. It's potato, onion, thinly sliced kale, chori- and chorizo sausage. It looks quite delicious, actually. I feel like you only named Four ingredients. You're right. Uh, broth. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's um, go with that. That's what also makes it a soup, so that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Switzerland. Did you know the national dish of Switzerland is fondue? What? I did not know that's where fondue came from. It's is from it really? Switzerland. Yeah. Holy shit. No idea it was that's a Swiss a thing. Maybe I'm an idiot. That's a yeah, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, so the most commonly used cheeses are Appenzeller, uh, it's a mild and tangy cheese, Gruyere, uh, sweet and salty, and then Emmentaler is like the, the OG Swiss cheese that you're thinking of, like with all the holes in it and shit. Uh, the cheeses are melted together in a big fondue pot with uh, white wine, garlic, and herbs, and then they're used, they're dipped in with like a bread, uh, pickles, sometimes like charcuterie board around, and then potatoes also to dip into it, like fried potato type deals. Do they kind of stick to, like, because you could also do the fondue where you just, like, cook your meat in the oil. Is that, like, a mm-hmm. twist on the Swiss, or is that a Swiss thing, too, or do we know? I don't know if that's a Swiss thing, too. I think it's, Might be they an stick American to that cheese. Yeah, I think it's American Because chocolate fondue is a game changer, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good deal. I'm all about that. Okay. All right. Um, so this is kind of a toss-up. I just feel like for ingenuity purposes, I want to go fondue here over Calde Verde. Sure. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, caldo verde doesn't get my juices going. Doesn't do it for you? No. Yeah. Five-ingredient sip? No. Get the fuck out of yeah. here with that. Fair enough. Go the fuck home, Portugal. Give me fondue, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, first Elite Eight matchup. USA versus Argentina. This is some heavy hitters. Oh, is this what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is tough. This is really tough. Argentina, they don't fuck around. They just take fine meats and veggies and they fucking season them up and grill them right. They just say, yep. we fucking put our nuts on the table, eat this big slab of meat. But USA, I'm so incredibly biased. And I understand that this is supposed to be the national dish. Yeah, would I take that nice big platter of steak and veggies over a cheeseburger? Probably. But I'm factoring in USA's diverse food scene. And um, I'm taking the USA rock flag and eagle, baby. Moving on. <laughs> I love it. There's no bias here whatsoever. It doesn't matter. Um, my next matchup will be Japan and their sushi versus 
Korea in the bibimbap bowls. Oh, yeah. So factoring in like the non-Americanized version of sushi, I like the nigiri and sashimi, and I think that there's a very elegant art to what the Japanese do. Uh, to then the styles that they slice their fish, you're getting all the most fresh ingredients and everything there. I think that the, the, the bibimbap bowl gives you way more flavor, way more bang for your buck. Each bite is better, personally, I think. Um, and I like to eat it with forks more. And I think that should factor in. Why shouldn't it? This yeah. is the uh, this is the Sagami bowl, Kenji versus his wife. Yep. So, yeah. congrats to Lauren. His dad is very invested in who's going to win this one. <laughs> okay, I like the pick. Korea moving on over Japan. Yep. Okay, next matchup, England versus Poland. Kind of an underdog match here. So we essentially have fish and chips versus the pierogi. Um, feels like fish and chips really put England on their back in round one, but it really doesn't feel like a, a round three food. And no. Poland, as I laid out, they may be underdogs, but they got a solid food scene. So Poland moving to the final four. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the right pick. Okay. I mean, fish and chips can only take you so far. If you're doing basic yeah. foods, like you're like a little kid going to a bar, you know, you're going to order chicken fingers every single time. Let's grow up a little bit. Come on. Like, right let's, let's get some bigger foods. All right, last matchup for me in the Elite Eight is Spain in the Paella de Morisco versus Switzerland, possibly upset in the first round, Fondue. Um, I really think here that Paella de Morisco is just so much, has so much more nuance and flavor going on than a Fondue does. Um, it's cool that you're blending three cheeses and some wine and you're dipping bread into it. I just don't know how you're competing with this beautifully seasoned saffron dish which is the most expensive spice in the world you got shrimp clams chicken snossage i think that the paella takes the cake uh fondue is the wildcat of this tournament it's it's a gimmicky totally. it's a gimmicky food and uh while it deserves to win a round or two it just the, the days were always going to be numbered for fondue yeah totally paella moves on pretty convincingly i think okay mm-hmm. final four USA versus Poland. Oh, my God. Tough. Yeah. Feels like this is like UCLA versus George Mason at this point. It's like Poland, well done making it this far. I really am curious if other countries like would pick USA food. Now, I don't know. It would probably depend on if they're just factoring in only a cheeseburger or just like American food in general. Probably change their minds. But uh, again, incredibly biased. I cannot in good faith pick. Poland over USA, so our home country going to the World Cup final. Wow. Impeccable. This might be the only time they ever do it. Probably. All right. In the final, Noel, we have Korea in the Bibimbap Bowl versus Spain in the Paella de Morisco. The Bibimbap Bowl, like I just laid out, has so much depth of flavor and so many different kind of textures, ingredients. You get pickled veggies in there. You got pickled carrots. You got kimchi. You got the you got the fried egg. You got gochujang. You got all these things, and it's going up against you know probably a juggernaut and maybe one of the tournament favorites in in Spain sure. that is bringing you the surf and turf inside of a bowl with on top of rice, on top of all this incredibly cooked food. Sure. I am going to be extremely biased here and pick the dish that I just think is more actually flavorful mm. than I think that uh, a paella with the clams on top, it's very gimmicky. You're a gimmicky team and flawed. 
Interesting. At, at your core. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, what's the yeah. gimmick? You're just saying clams? The, the clams are the gimmick on top. You got the mm. shells in there. Like, get the fucking shells out of my face. I don't want that. Shell those clams for me. It feels um, like, though, this kind of feels like when the Chiefs, like, run, like, a flea flicker. Like, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need The paella that. was fantastic without the clams. You didn't That's need fair. to run that trick play. They're just trying to spice yeah. things up. But I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Um, and I just think that even with... Just like the saffron being in there, I don't think you're matching up against the seasoning and flavor profile of like an Asian dish with a, a gochujang and kimchi in it, um, as well as like the depth of textures you're getting top to bottom in, in a bibimbap bowl. So I'm going Korea here. Gochujang is my favorite Dragon Ball Z character, so I have to yeah, go with... no doubt. I have to go with Korea as well. I really like the pick, Korea. And like we've discussed now several times, I'm like being more broad with my country food and... Korean food in general, good. Korean barbecue, we're getting all that in my, in my mood. So, USA versus Korea. One of them Koreas mm-hmm. in the World Cup final. South. Where are we going? This is a tough one. I'll let you lay your case for America if you'd like to. I don't know that I want to. I feel like, I kind of feel like USA would have been the underdog to either of either of your countries coming out of your side of the bracket. I would agree. I thought you had some powerhouses coming out of your side. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have no qualms with silver. Ain't nothing wrong with silver for the USA. I think Korean was good. Yeah, I couldn't agree we'll more. We'll give it to I them, think that right? uh, like any, any American dish is just not a... We're not getting that braised beef texture, you know, like in a sauce, kind of marinated, kind of with that, just like in a burger, I guess. I, you know, like, I'm, I'm obviously, burgers are juicy, they're delicious. We've got, we got wings, you got buffalo wings, that's amazing. Duh. But Duh. I just don't know, as like an all-in-one bite, you're getting anything like you're getting with a bibimbap bowl. We're trying to take a global perspective here. We're not trying to take an American perspective here. Obviously, if we're taking an American perspective, we're going to take U.S. of A, baby. But we're not. U.S. of A. Because we are unbiased. I don't know if I've mentioned unbiased. that on this podcast yet. But we're unbiased. Yes, correct. So, without further ado, congratulations to... Well, look, quick question. Is Korea, as they compete in the South, in the South Cup, <laughs> in the World <laughs> Cup, is it... Do they combine teams? Or does, no. is North just... Two different countries. Okay. Yeah. But they call themselves Korea or they call themselves South it Korea? It is the Republic of South Korea. The Republic. Okay, gotcha. So South Korea. Yeah. Uh, first, let me be the first to say congrats to the Republic of South Korea for winning the first annual, probably not annual, first no. quadrannual. Oh, that's, see, that's, that's doable. Quadrannual is great. Get a whole <laughs> new fresh. They'll probably get two teams traded out here next time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Belgium will get in. We can get their Ooh, waffle. Oh, French fries. French Damn. fries. Yeah, and chocolate. Um, Can't wait to kick the Belgian waffle the curb. <laughs> Shouts to Korea, though. Congrats on the win. Congrats, Korea. Coin, it is week 14 in the NFL, True. the National Football League, as uh, Mark Schlereth loves to say. Uh, you got any thoughts on week 13? I do. Starting her out here, we've got a commies and giants tie. What are your thoughts? Was a just like every game this season, emotional roller coaster for me. Uh, Heineke was mostly bad. I will say, refs were pretty bad, and they were definitely uh, bad to our um, to our. What's the word I'm looking for? In favor of the Giants. <laughs> yeah, sure. In so, favor yeah. of the Giants. Um, 
Now, the the drive that Heineke had to tie the game was, like, ridiculous. It's exactly yeah. why Heineke's awesome. a starter, because he was just magical. The fourth down throw was absurd. That throw to Samuel was insane. Like, it was fucking it, Anyone awesome. who's watching the game thought, like, it was sailing over everyone's head, and all of a sudden Sam was just sitting and just dropped Out of nowhere. Yeah. Unreal. So I had the highest of highs. Then, of course, we stop them in overtime, drive down to the opposite 45 like it's nothing, and then just stall out and punt. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I actually... I think the Giants had a really weak-ass punt beforehand. But the last few drives in overtime, I don't really fault any of the decision-making. I know you hate to say, oh, they were playing for the tie, but, like, I just don't... You can't play for the loss. Yeah, yeah, right. You can't just, like, on fourth and five from your own 30 with two minutes left in overtime, just go for it because you don't want to tie. So... I didn't hate any of the decisions by Rivera, really. Um, and I'll, I'll take a tie. we got a rematch with him in two weeks. we got to buy to rest up. Hopefully Chase Young will be back. We'll play him at home. And if we can tie, then win against the Giants, it puts us in a really good spot. for. Uh, I was going to say, especially in a division game where yeah. you need that, where it's so tight, you kind of need to tie that game. Yeah. So I, I probably, unlike most, went away relatively encouraged. Okay. Um, next, we got Falcons lose again. Uh, just kind of a pitiful performance. Back-to-back weeks where we probably should have won the game or had a chance to win the game, driving down. And then right when the Falcons got the ball back on our last possession, I said out loud, I was like, please just put us out of our misery quickly. And Mariota decided to throw a pick right away. So that was nice of him to do. And I really, I, this is the end of the Marcus Mariota and, and, uh, era in the Falcons uniform. So I think after this bye this week, Ritter is starting. Are you holding on any hope on playoffs this year? No. Okay. We're done. You're out. That's yeah. fine. I'm all good. Okay. All good. I'm, let's play for a pick. Let's get a top 10 pick. They'll probably use it on another fucking tight end. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Pitts. What a, what a disaster. Great pick. Uh, Bengals beat the Chiefs for the third time this calendar year. Would you believe? <laughs> I've, it's been well documented that I've never lost more money on a sporting event than the AFC Championship game last year because I kept live betting the Chiefs over and over. Lost another probably 50 bucks on this game because I bet the Chiefs to win, and then when they went down, I live bet them again because I'm just an idiot. And I guess Joe Burrow just has the Chiefs number. So I got to – if they play again, I, I got to stay away. I got to stay away. But, yeah, Bengals are impressive. You were definitely wrong. They're legit. Yeah, I was. I looked so right. Those They started out 2-3, and three, and since there then – or since yeah. then, they're 6-1. and one, So. Oh, gosh. And it just – you think – we were one pick behind Burrow with Chase Young. Like, I, it would be nice to have Herbert or even Tua, but Joe Burrow, oh my God. Is good. Know that. Yeah. He's good. Um, Dolphins lose badly in a really weird game to the Brock Purdy 49ers, and Tyreek pulls 100 yards ahead of J. Jeff. Probably the most depressing uh, gambling loss we've had because we were both all over Niners or uh, Dolphins' money line. Tyreek, or Tua throws a touchdown, first play of the game. Jimmy G gets hurt, and they still get whooped. Like, whooped. And then I thought it was like, in the bag. Tyreek balls out over Jay Jeff. It's like, it was a fucking slap in the face. I think what it tells me is that I just don't think the Dolphins are a Super Bowl contender, but they're just a team that's going to beat teams they should beat. I agree. Yeah. And I, I think it's I think it's Tua. I think that's who Tua is. Like I, I 
to everyone, I'll give to his credit. He's MVP. I'm like, right, he's got to show it to me. Unfortunately, same thing with Jalen Hurts, who's probably the MVP frontrunner. But uh, I watched the Monday night game against Washington. He didn't look all that good. I watched last no. year's playoff game. He was terrible. So let's see him do it in a playoff game. I mean, once, yep. when you're the front runner, the MVP, and you're the one seed, you got to be held to higher standards. So that's fair, yeah. and I agree with you. Yeah. Um, the nasty man returns to football. Twelve for twenty-two, hundred thirty-one yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Browns are five and seven with five games left. I need them to lose two out of the Bengals, Ravens, Saints, Commies, and Steelers. They should. Although I would kind of guess they're probably three and two there, right? Yeah. I mean, you, only, you only need two losses. I only need two losses. Yeah. Um, that game was absurd. I didn't watch any of it, but um, what did the <laughs> Browns have? Interception, touchdown, fumble, touchdown, return, touchdown. Yep. That's. I had it. I had Browns defense in fantasy this week. It was fantastic. Oh, glad to hear that. Congrats, Quinn. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, last thing, still. Eight teams left after a bullshit loss by the Broncos, who are the worst team in the NFL, and the Dolphins not being able to beat the Niners uh, with Brock Purdy. So that was a bummer. We should be down to five teams this week, but we are not. Um, and I am going to go with the Broncos to lose to the Chiefs in Denver. Mm, okay. The game Seems we were like going to go to. Mm-hmm. And people have definitely taken the Broncos to this point, right? So, yeah. So people are going to be on different games than you. So. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we did consider going to this one. Looks like it might not be a very good game. So. No. What's your What's your fantasy team status? I know the fans are dying to know. Oh, uh, I am the number two seed in our college league. So looking nice. for for a fourth straight two number two finish there. <laughs> um, I will in fact be missing the playoffs in our sleeper league and be getting relegated or staying relegated. And then uh, I had a heartbreaking couple of back to back losses in another league that. They only bring four of 12 to the playoffs, so. You know what I realize is that if you're in, let's say you're in three leagues, which I think three is a good amount. Um, If two of your teams kind of suck by two-thirds of the way through the season, but one's good, it's kind of nice. You just focus on one. Totally. Uh, That sleeper league, I knew this would happen. I went like, I went like two and eight. No. Two and seven or something like that, and I've won like three straight, and I'm probably gonna win. Ne- I'm like balling out. I'm gonna probably win next week and be one game short of the playoffs, probably. So, it's a bummer. But the B League is gonna be lit next year. I I whooped, oh, so I whooped Graham's ass to make sure he stays in the B League. With us. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. The whole world applauds. Um, I am. Oh, I did tell you this fun fact in the in the one fantasy league that I'm still in. Uh, myself and another owner are. T- are you? Oh, I thought you were going no, to tell me something. Tied exact same record nine and four and the exact same amount of points. Thirteen sixty three point three, and we play each other in the last week of the regular season. So it's the ultimate okay. one seed matchup. Pretty sweet. Is this is this big? Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, so this one decides. Uh, this would, you guys have a bonus for top scorer right we actually unfortunately got rid of that so Um, but i did get last place last year and i'm already guaranteed uh, a buy in the first round and then we make it so if you get the three seed you get to pick your opponent in the first round and then if you get the one seed you get to pick your opponent in the second round so it's kind of a big deal because you get to like one versus two seed because you get to pick who you play so um 
Yeah, I know everybody wants to know what our fantasy teams, and of course they want us to lead with com- Commanders Falcons. That's right. People only care about us. It's a very we, uh, self-serving podcast. And it's a 49ers hater uh, heavy podcast, right? Fuck Pim? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Crazy that they're, uh, they're only oh. lost in the last like six weeks is to the Falcons. <laughs> the Niners? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And the Eagles only lost the whole season is to the county. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, sounds like it might be time for week 14 of the Bookie Show. Bookie Show! Uh... Do you want the standings? I guess the the, the, the folks got to know the standings. Another rough week for the going. boys. We got it's it's almost a comedy routine at this point. Uh, coin. I am now twenty eight and forty. Jesus. Uh, minus hundred and sixty one bucks. Last week, four and six for only minus twenty four dollars. That feels like a oh. win. Brent, I I made a lot of picks because I bet all those underdogs. Um. Yep. Probably my best bet of the year was Danny Dimes over rush yards. Mm-hmm. I didn't fucking bet it, and I forgot. Do you know what the line ended up being? 34, uh, 34. and a half. Good call. You guessed it exactly. Uh, he got that in the first quarter. So it wow. was easy, easy money. But that's it. So I'm 28 and 40 coin. 18 and 41. Could be better. Could be better. Minus 354 on the year. Could be better. Could be better. Damn. You were one and four last week, so lost it. Lost sixty two bucks. You did have a pretty brutal beat. You said that the Chargers Raiders game would be settled by one to six points, and it was settled by seven. So yeah, that would have been a big classic. Yeah, classic. Uh, our combo bets back on the losing train. O for two. The over in the Bills Pats game was brutal. It was well on pace, and then just the second. Just half. a dead stop. Yeah. Dead stop. So we're six and sixteen picking these bets. Good. Um, minus two forty five. So we were minus one thirty six on the week. These numbers are just getting like you can't even acknowledge how big they are. Minus no. seven sixty for the year. All right, we're gonna have Quinn so much money. Um, Quinn, you're gonna feast for weeks. Okay, Thursday night football. Rams, sorry, Raiders at Rams. Okay. Raiders are minus six over under forty four and a half. I didn't even I didn't even make any notes here. I'm not really sure where to go here. What do you think? Hey, this is such a classic like letdown spot for the Raiders, isn't it? Yeah. I want to go. I want to go alarm plus twelve and under fifty point five. Uh, who's playing quarterback? Is it Baker Mayfield? If so, even better. You're in on Baker plus twelve. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. This does feel like the game. What's more likely, the Rams win outright or the Raiders blow out the Rams? The Rams win outright. Okay. Okay, I'm in. Okay. So Rams plus twelve under fifty point five. Okay. Okay, what's your first pick? First pick. I'm going in a weird direction, and I'm actually gonna let you have it. As your um, as your dog pick, I'm just gonna take it. I want Vikings money line as one of my picks. I don't even want it as my dog pick. They are plus two mm-hmm. uh, at the Lions, which is they're ten and two. Like I don't give a shit. Like this is crazy. I know that their point differential is not great, and they let some bad teams back in it. They're win- they're winning games. 
I will be taking. I think it's like plus one fifteen or one twenty or something like that. This is this is a bad news, Colin. My first pick is Vikings plus two at the Lions. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's good that we're on the same page here, but I did read that the Lions have covered five straight games, which okay. means they're due. It means like Vegas is giving a lot of credit. It means uh, they are they're just getting a little too much respect. A little too much. Respect. They beat up on the Jags. Okay, the Jags stink. The Vikings Jags are safe. definitely a good team. The Lions are an okay team. But mm-hmm. I'm going to take the points. I could see the Lions sneaking out a one or two point victory, but fair enough. Okay. I don't hate it. Okay, what's your second pick? Second pick, Noel, is Bengals minus six over 47. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just going for it all right here. This is, this is Browns, right? Yeah. I forgot to make that note. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like what I saw out of Sean at all last week, and I, I've been fading the Bengals all season. I'm ready to come back around. They've gotten hot. The Bengals have put up 30-plus in each of their last, like, seven games. Um, I don't know if the Vikings or the Browns can keep up. Um, there's a chance it could be slower, like the Browns try to go ground and pound, but I really think that they're trying to use this time to get Deshaun right, so they're going to try to pass the ball a decent amount. Um, and I just I like the way that this Bengals offense is going. I will say you did mention that it's a prime letdown spot for the Raiders, also prime letdown spot for the Bengals. But, That's fair. But the Bengals are definitely a touchdown better than the Browns, and they, yeah. they are hot. So, Okay, mm-hmm. my second pick. I think I hate the rest of my picks equally, but... Oh, yeah, me too. Panthers plus four and a half at the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks struggled to beat the Rams, and the Rams are terrible, and the Rams don't have a quarterback. The Panthers definitely have a good defense. I think the Panthers' defense is better than the Rams. Uh, I don't, Aaron Donald wasn't even playing this week, I don't think. Mm-mm. They couldn't beat him without Darnold. Uh, they, they have all kinds of dudes on the Rams that you've never heard of. Sam Darnold, seems like every year, his like first four games he plays, he balls out. And then yeah. all of a sudden, he realizes he sucks. This is only game two, and he played pretty well last week. There you go. I just think the Seahawks are probably going to start to show that they just don't have a, that competitive of a roster. I get that Geno is playing as well as anybody, and he, I'm not saying he's not going to continue that. But I think the Panthers can keep it close. I think... From a roster standpoint, these teams aren't that far apart. It's all about the quarterback play. I think Darnold can keep it close. Yeah, I don't hate this pick at all. Um, I don't know if I want to bet it, but I don't hate it. Unfortunately, it leads to my next pick, which is Geno Smith over passing yards. Mm. I think that uh, I like it in the sense that I think they might be down and like scrambling late, and I think Geno's going to throw the ball a lot. there was some weird stuff between Kenny Walker the third and Gina this last week. Um, Gina throws a really nice deep ball, and I just like him taking some shots this game. He might be feeling himself a little bit. Lockett and Metcalf. Probably like 250. Lockett and Metcalf both have stupid numbers this year. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, my third pick. I'm calling this the, I think I might sneeze, hold on. That's a weird name. All right, I'm going to start talking, but I'm going to sneeze. Here it comes. <coughs> three times. Damn, three times. Bless you. <laughs> this is called the better team, but by the half point parlay. Okay. I'm going to take three, three and a half point favorites. Titans minus three and a half at the Jags, or versus the Jags. Niners minus three and a half against the Bucks. 
And Dolphins minus three and a half against the Chargers. Um, all three of these teams are unquestionably better teams than their opponent. Um, they're for other reasons, like maybe quarterback play. Um, they're only favored by three and a half. I want to take those all to three, and that parlay is plus four ninety two. I really liked the Niners earlier, and then I remembered that Brock Purdy is starting. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't love it, but some things that I know. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not a good team. They I don't horrible. I get that that comeback by Brady was incredible. I don't see them being the team that like turns that into a rallying that. point and like, oh, it's going to turn our season around. No. I don't think so. The 49ers are fucking stacked. Kyle Shanahan. The defense is so good. Kyle Shanahan loves nothing more than taking some no-name fuck and putting him in a position to beat Tom Brady. So like they're going to get they come out, you know, Guns a blazing, and then um, I forgot what else I was gonna say about the Forty ers and Bucks. Just the Forty ers are way better. The one that scares me the most is definitely the Dolphins because who knows what the Chargers are gonna do at any point. But I know, I know the Dolphins are better than the Chargers. I know that they are. That's a fact. Yeah, I really wanted to bet the Niners, and I kept looking at it and looking at it, and I couldn't get around to it. I might have to jump in on this though. Okay, uh, but I will include them in my next bet, okay. which is. The double low under parlay, and that is Steelers Ravens under thirty seven and Bucks Niners under thirty seven. Oh, that is plus two seventy two. Under thirty seven, that's such a low number, but it's probably good. Yeah. Purdy, yeah, no, that that feels like a low scoring game. Okay, I do have one more for you. Actually, this is the stinkiest bet of all time. Mmm, I love it. Russell Wilson over one and a half touchdown passes against the Chiefs. Mainly because I hate myself. He has not thrown for two touchdowns in over two months. And uh, this is just a law of, of averages. And a game that they're going to have to throw. He'll, he'll get lucky. And two of them will be caught in the end zone. Will I got to think. Probably not. But it's, it's plus 200. Imagine the days. I mean, Jesus. with the Seahawks, he was, it was probably... Minus one hundred, minus one fifty to get plus over one and a half touchdowns. So their I mean, offense is so disgustingly horrible. Yeah. It's so terrible to watch. That's why you gotta hold your nose and just bet it. Jesus, just it's so crazy. It just might work. It just might work. Um. All right. Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. So, coin. Do you have that dog in you? You are three and nine on underdog picks. Down hey, that's pretty 92 good. Ninety-two bucks. I'm five and seven. I'm still up eighteen dollars on my underdog picks. Nice. Um, who do you like? I don't really. You're know. gonna hate this one. Yeah. I'm taking the Jags plus one sixty over the mm. Titans. <coughs> okay. Uh, I like. I just like taking the. Um, the money or the the underdogs in those AFC South games, you know how bad those teams are. They're yeah. all horrible for each other. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I just think the a well coached team rebounds off of an ass beating with the with the Eagles, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, those AFC South games, you can never get them right, so. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't really know where I'm going here. I guess I could take one of the two underdogs I picked against the spread, but I don't know. I kind of want to go Ravens with Tyler Huntley over the Steelers. I kind of like that. I don't think that's a bad pick. Uh, I won't pick the Giants. It's either that or the Vikings or Panthers, so I might as well diversify and just say fuck it and take the Ravens, so I'm taking the Ravens. Let's go. And they are plus 125. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, We're going to try to win a parlay. I think, what, if we won one parlay out, yeah. of, out of 14, out of 13? Let's do it. Okay. Well, we got to put the Vikes in there. Yeah. We want the Vikes. Vikes plus two. Let's go plus two there. And then. Uh, give me. Let's, give let's me throw up. Passing yards. Let's do what? Geno Smith passing yards. All right. I don't know. Are we? Is there? Can we actually bet that? Is that possible so. to bet? Okay. I think so. Geno pass yards plus Vikings plus two. Might as well. I think the only one we won was like it was the one where we paired like a heavy favorites money line. So it wasn't even mm-hmm. a real one. So. No, it was not. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for an episode of The Bookie Show. Unless we want to s- stall for two minutes. Uh, no. Okay. You need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Coin, what time is it now? It looks like it is 10.33. Oh, it's 10.32. I know. That's right, everybody. It's time for everybody's favorite trivia show, Stump Town. It's when your boy Noel intends to propose a question to Mr. Coin in which he has to ponder the results of said question and spew them into my face and determine if they're correct or not, and I tell them if they are. And then he Is time, may I ask question now? <laughs> Great quote. Uh, I will point out that Quinn told me today that he noticed that typically when we say the 1033 thing, it's also about 10 minutes and 33 seconds before the end of the pot. Oh, wow. Yeah. An astute observation. So I said we have to make sure our stump times last exactly 10 minutes and 33 seconds. <laughs> All right, Coin. After a slow, injured, and discouraging start to his career, Christian Watson has exploded in the touchdown department in a year chock full of impact rookie wide receivers. Watson now stands alone with seven tugs, all scored in the past four weeks. This stretch was highlighted by his breakout performance and a huge comeback win against the Cowboys when Rodgers found Watson for three TDs in the same game. While three receiving touchdowns in a game by a single player sounds like an impressive feat, in the last 40 years, this feat has been accomplished, do you want to guess how many times? Uh, I'm going to say 52. Over 300 times, Coin. Wow. Yeah. Just two weeks ago. Both Travis Kelsey and Samaj P. Ryan, former skin, uh, 
uh, scored three tugs each on the same day. A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, D.K. Metcalf, Mike Evans, Cordero Patterson, Tyreek Hill, and Aaron Jones have all done so since the start of last season. Only Jerry Rice in 1990, Kellen Winslow in 81, and your boy Bob Shaw in 1950 have scored five receiving touchdowns in a game. Mm-hmm. But I'm more interested in the guys with four. Only oh. 40 guys have oh. ever done it, and just nine of those guys have occurred since the year 2000s. So nine guys since 2000 have scored exactly four receiving touchdowns in a game. Kelsey, of course, did so in a different game this season. He has a three and a four touchdown game this year because he's very good. Um, the last two years before this year that a player had four tugs in a game were 2019 and 2013. So there was a six-year gap there. In 2013, while playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, Marvin Jones scored four mm-hmm. tugs against the Jets. And then in 2019, while playing for the Detroit Lions, Marvin Jones scored four touchdowns against the Vikings. Sick. I remember that game. Pretty sick. There's a couple other guys that did it in 2013 as well. But on November 18th, 2007, two Hall of Fame wide receivers scored four touchdowns apiece on the same day. Name those two players. Uh, 07, so one of them has to be... Oh, is it Randy Moss and Marvin Harrison? Randy Moss is correct. Marvin Harrison is not correct. Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne is not correct. Oh, wow. It is not... uh, Yeah. Well, I can give you a hint. I guess... I'll give you a hint that it is an NFC team that he was playing for okay. at the time. Uh, Steve Smith. It is not Steve Smith. Fuck. Um, he did it in a division game against the Washington Redskins. Ooh. <laughs> Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens is correct, coin. Bingo. Nice. Uh, Randy Moss had four for the Pats against the Bills. That was en route to his record 23 touchdowns. And T.O. An caught, insane number. An insane number. And T.O. caught four from Tony Romo. That was, I believe, the get your popcorn ready game where he's dumping yep. popcorn in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, that was a stump town that came to me because I just always remember when those two guys did that on the same day. It was a good stump town. So I turned it into a nice little one. So congrats, Coin. You have not been stumped. Hey. Ah, so that's going to do it for another episode of The Ricky Shoe. Mm. Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram, Rucky Show Pod. You can email mm-hmm. us. You can text us. You can find our OnlyFans at... Oh, yeah. They're, they're, it's a tandem account. <laughs> it's just close-up <laughs> shots of our belly buttons. <laughs> Uh, Coin, where can they follow you? You can follow me at King Coin on both Instagram and Twitter. Where can they follow you, Noel? You can follow me at DeCreamFillin on Twitter. You can follow me at C. Travis Noel on Instagram. The C, of course, stands for Chimichanga. Chimichanga. Um, okay, that'll do it. Play us out. Lou Bega. <laughs> Sick. No way we've ever had Lou Bega play us out before. No. Uh, which Mambo would you like? Play. Uh, God, it's so hard to choose between all of them. Let's go with three. All right, Mambo number three coming your way. Play us out, Lou Vega. The Vegster. Cool.
See ya. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five.